This is Finn and Jack. Finn and Jack. Finn and Jack. And you're listening to the podcast. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. We were in a. We were in a. We were in a band. We were in a band. We were in a band. A really shit band. And now we talk to people about the first bands. All the bad gigs and other tragic things that only ever happen. Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode of We Were In A Band. It's fateful episode six. We made it to six. I'm here with my good buddy Jack Coffee. Jack, how the fuck are you, man? Six, unlucky for some. How are you? (laughs) Unlucky for us. We made it to six. This bi-monthly podcast has turned into a bi-yearly podcast and I like it. We were talking the other day about how... We don't release that often, but we're both mm. comfortable with the schedule thus far. <laughs> Suits us just fine. It's high flying life that we live. This is it, man. You know, in yeah. between screenings and, you know, uh, what else do we do? <laughs> Colonoscopies. <laughs> Colonoscopy. Yeah. All of these things that we have going on in our lives as celebrity men. Uh, it's <laughs> difficult. You know, I'm in Hello Magazine every other day now. Yeah. It's... Well, you went to the uh, Beckham wedding, didn't you? You went to Brooklyn Beckham's wedding. At, um, you got married at just outside Toby Carvery in Camberley, wasn't it? Yeah, you're right. And I catered it. <laughs> That's why I was there. <laughs> anyway, enough of this shit. We have a really special episode this week uh, to, to play for you guys. It was something, it was, it was a first for the podcast in the sense that it was the first time that we were in the same room as our guests and we were absolutely honoured to be down at the place called The Funk Bunker, which Jack will tell you more about. Um, when did we record this? Like two months ago? Three months ago? It was November. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Schedule's getting away from me a bit. Um, but yeah, we had a good time, right, Jack, with a, with a few amazing guests. It was amazing, yeah. So we descended down to Woking the, uh, and the Funk Bunker HQ, which is where our guests were residing. So I guess a bit of a backstory. Uh, for a long, long time, uh, I was in a band, more or less still am in the band, but just not really in it at the moment, uh, called Birdsworth. And uh, while I've been just sort of taking a bit of break, you know, put my feet up, you know, wearing a dressing gown, sort of smoking cigars at home. You know, As taking, you do, you yeah, always do that. Just the hiatus. Uh, the other guys in the band, Adam, Joe and Luke, have started up a new project. So they've started a brand new band called the Joe Colino's Miracle Medicine Show. And so we went to interview them. They were just, it was a couple of weeks after their debut gig. And uh, by the time we put this podcast out, their debut EP will be out. So we'll put a link to that to have a listen to that and go and support that. We'll put a link to that in the description of here. But yeah, we met up with them and, and got all their individual sort of their history. Their each each person has a very deep history of of, of gigs. A rich tapestry of, of gigs and, and different bands growing up. It was great because it, it felt to be in the same room as everyone. I feel like the vibe was much better. Everyone was kind of bouncing off each other. But hearing some of the stories, we were just creasing up. Mm. Like there's some great stuff in there you're about to listen to about punctures and 40 year old drummer auditions and, <laughs> and the rest. And there's even stuff that wasn't included that we might pop into a little expert uh, special episode. It's going to be well, actually those will be on the OnlyFans account. 
Oh, that was it. Yeah, yeah. So we're live on OnlyFans, by the way, everyone. Uh, taking requests. Um, and clothing's optional. So do join us there on OnlyFans. And we're on there, well, what is it, once a year? <laughs> yeah. With our schedule? Yeah, definitely. Nice. Keep, you, keep you waiting. Treat you mean. Treat, keep you keen. <laughs> We're, tre we're treating the listeners mean <laughs> to keep them keen. Um, but I guess that that sort of brings us to uh, there's nothing else left to do than to let you hear the episode. So without further ado, uh, here is our interview with the band members of Joe Colino's Miracle Medicine show. Enjoy it. We were in a band. OK, so first bands, first gigs. Let's start with Joe Colino himself. First, but well... My dad was in a band for years, so playing drums. So I always used to go along to that. And then he used to get up whenever I could, basically. So I don't know how old I was, 12 or something, do a few songs. Then just joined other bands. First gig, though, I properly remember was The Harriers. We did The Peel, Kingston, classic. I've heard the podcast. That and was that your comes first gig? That was the first gig as the band, yeah. That's a massive first gig to, yeah. like, in, in terms of like local bands and like where we're from. Yeah. The Peel was like, that was one of our last gigs. It's what you, what you worked towards, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know how we got it. Good PR, I suppose. <laughs> Mate, the PR back then was, let's just take a minute. <laughs> Thanks, PR back then. Early noughties, teenager bands. Yeah. So that, that's when it would have been in. Early noughties, Harriet's, what's this, 2008? I don't know, you're the date man, Jack. You know yeah. I don't know things I reckon, like that. I reckon, yeah, 2007, 2008, I reckon. Do you reckon? That must yeah. have been later than that. Oh, nine. I wasn't. But. Nine. Oh, no, right. I think we were in college. So, yeah, got the band together, just four mates. Like, didn't didn't really know how to play our instruments and that, but it was writing songs. We just wanted to get into pubs, basically. What did you play? Like, what instrument? Did you pick an instrument? Well, yeah, because I was playing drums before that. I may have, may have been rehearsing with other people as well, playing drums. But I was writing tunes with my mate Carlo. Then... Our other mate, Harry, he said, right, you're going to be the bass player. So he bought a bass, had to try and learn yeah, talk that. Talk about Harry's uh, his signature move on the bass, what it would be mid-song. Well, yeah, he'd get tired halfway through playing and his left hand, he'd just start shaking it out. He'd get, <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't be dealing with playing that whole song. And we'd all be looking around at him. He's like, oh, man, that could was just... <laughs> and then he'd just, like, join in at a random place. So, you know... But we were happy. Yeah, and our mate Daniel as well was playing the drums. And so the band, the band was called the Harriets. The Harriets, yeah. Four piece. Four piece. Two guitars, bass, and drums. And yeah, we were just happy to be playing music. And what, what did you? Because this was a fucking horrible question. I used to hate being asked when people were like, "What, what sort of music do you play? Like, yeah. what's your genre, man?" Yeah, I, I don't know what it was. I, like, we could barely play. So it was like, put some distortion on the amps. And just fucking go for it. That was it. So I guess that was that was around the time where it was, you were either like a screamo outfit or like a heavy metal yeah. or, or like on the other side. Sort yeah, of the no, indie we vibe. were more like indie. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Yeah. And talk us through some of your first some of your first tracks. How were they? Were you the writer of of, of songs? I from was the writing. Beginning? Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to write with Carlo. I was trying to get him to write more, but he he just he went. He couldn't be doing it. <laughs> he was more of a trance keyboard player. <laughs> he used to write these little trance things. But, uh, yeah, never brought actually a keyboard to the gig. So, so yeah, I was just just writing songs and then, you know, I just loved it. Couldn't stop writing songs. It carried on since. So it was just like that. We just wanted to be in a band, four mates, 
go out, get into the pub. Uh, yeah, I was supposed to be like 17, yeah. 16, 17. So it's like, it was just mental that we could get into a pub and get free beer as well. That, that's it. We didn't really care about anything else. The Peel as well, that's a big show. Was there a lot of people there? Like, What was the makeup of the night? It was, yeah, it was, I remember it as being packed. I think there is a, some, like, Harry's mum filmed it on the camcorder and we have got a DVD of it somewhere. Mm. But yeah, I remember it being pretty full. I, I can't remember who we were playing with or anything like that. Just remember that we were all in the back of the van outside Carlo's dad's van. Loads of beers and that. We'd, we were just out to get pissed. That's all we were doing. And just have a good night with our mates. I like, love that. It's such a unique way to do it. Yeah, like that was part of... And even, it was beers, like really. Like even just rehearsal, it'd be like we'd just get all our mates down to rehearsal. There'd be loads of us in rehearsal all just getting pissed. <laughs> it's like a grime music video. Yeah, right? and we'd just be trying out our mates. It was just like, right, can you do anything? And then like, so we had like a couple other people singing and just it was just like anyone can have a go. It, it wasn't exclusive. We were just playing music, getting drunk, having a good having a good night. I quite like that. A real community collective. It was, yeah. Well, like on the night though of, of rehearsals, you went through like quite a few drummers. I mean, I played drums yeah. for Harrods for a couple of years. Lucas over here has played drums for them. Adam will soon be playing drums. But there <laughs> and was hundreds a, more. There's man. a particular. <laughs> it's like there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a government apprenticeship scheme. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a particular story again. That I remember t- uh, you telling me. Carlo said it was the worst day of his life. Is when you were auditioning a drummer. When we were, oh yeah, oh my god, yeah, we found this boy on the internet. How, how, Look, what, what site? Give me the. F- I need every detail. Oh, <laughs> was it, was I think it was it called like joinmyband.com <laughs> or something like that. Hey, shout out! That's actually a sponsor of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers to joinmyband.com. Yeah, it's a, that, a free mean, website. Yeah, it's actually a good idea, like Tinder yeah. for musicians, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so so this bloke signs up, and did you yeah. have to put like a picture of yourself or like? Say, I can't remember. Yeah, we just put like a little advert out and saying like we're looking for a drunk because we were going for it man we were really it would be like we'd have a couple of gigs and they'd just be like no i'm not not having you i don't know how bad we were but yes we found this looking through the emails to find that demo to send to you his name is um beardy boy 66 or something (laughs) 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 so message him he's like right mate we need a drummer he's like yeah yeah he said i've been playing like eight years i was like oh great yeah it sounds good so he comes down to the rehearsal, we meet him, and he was like about a 40-year-old bloke. <laughs> and we were like, oh, well, yeah, like, as long as he's good, it won't matter. He comes in, he doesn't know how to set up a drum kit, <laughs> and he's like trying to put, he's going, does this guy in here and that? And we're all looking at each other like, oh, my God, this can't be real. So we're thinking, how long have we got it? And then just he, like, fight, I think we, like, helped him out. We got the drum kit set up, and then he tried playing something, and it was just like, what, this is a no, like, and but we've paid for four hours now. We got to sit and wait there. You didn't listen to him fucking banging on the skins for four hours, though. No, we did try and play stuff, but it was just. Oh, it's like a band practice. It was a band practice. Yeah, okay, we got him I down. I imagine you all sitting there with like clipboards, like. <laughs> like Simon Cow. Well, yeah, you're doing, you're doing shit so far, man. Have a go. We got four hours. Yeah. So, what are the sort of classic classic venues? Classic, yeah. Any way. pub, man. Any pub that could, that would have us. Any name we'd you be can in remember? there. Um, the North Star in Hounslow was the one because we. I mean, they didn't seem to care that it was full of sixteen-year-olds. Yeah. So, should I name and shame that? Oh, they're closed down now. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Harry had passed his driving test. I think like, a couple of weeks before or something. He was like, "Yeah, brilliant. I'll drive us all to this gig in Woking because that was far away for us. So we couldn't drive." So it's like, yeah, brilliant. And we're on there. We're sat in this traffic 
getting around Sunbury, so we hadn't even gone that far, and suddenly the smoke starts coming out of his car. He's like, oh, no, this is getting bad. It was getting hot. We made it on the motorway for, it must be, five, ten minutes, and it just slowed down and slowed down. <laughs> we had to pull over. We had to get out, wait for the AA man, and then when he turned up, he, he, we were, like, talking to him, and I was like, yeah, we're on the way to a gig and stuff. He was like, oh, yeah, brilliant. And then I think he had to give us a lift to the gig. <laughs> the AA man, yeah. Yeah, a chauffeur. Yeah, man. Yeah, you must look sick turning up there, like yeah. in the back of his. With the big, or with the big yellow light <laughs> yeah. flashing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that is. So, how was that Wipo gig? Did that go well? Yeah, oh, I think there was just no one there, and there might have been a couple of people there. But uh, how? No, I mean like a couple of people there. Literally, not no one. That was that was like big numbers back in the day. <laughs> we know about it. <laughs> we had a regular. I'm guest surprised back. we weren't on that gig. I mean, we used to play every Friday. Also, the only time they put us on a bill on the Wiper was with a fucking bunch of heavy metal bands, mm. and like so you'd go in and the crowd would very much be geared towards that sort of mm. thing. And I think back in the day, we would open with like an Oasis cover. Yeah, <laughs> oh, right. so, live forever. Oh yeah. <laughs> Live forever, will it? Oh, I don't. I don't have it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Insert live forever sample here. <laughs> you know, did you venture in, into London, into the centre of London? Uh, yeah, we did. Because Carlos' dad had the van, and he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was willing to take us anywhere, man. Because he was just loving it that we were we were playing. So, yeah, anywhere we get a gig, we'd jump in the back of his van with all the work tools and that. We'd all just be drinking in the back. There's a beauty to that as well. Like That, that was like being... Like, it, it was how you spent your time being young. You were either in a band and you knew about all of this kind of stuff or like I imagine like other kids played sports. Like, yes. Played, yeah. They went and played football for the local team, but like being in a band is like a whole... It became your whole thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love that. And what about some of the songs that you were writing at that point? Because obviously... The massive part of it for you guys seemed to be like, at first, we just want to party, we want to enjoy ourselves. Yeah. Like, talk me through some of the lyrics that were being laid down there. Like, were, were you touching on, were you making some deep cuts? Uh, I was making deep, well, now when I listen to it, it's actually angsty as fuck, man. <laughs> like, you listen to it, it's like, what, what am I going on about? You're like 17, like, the world is ahead of you, what are you going on about? <laughs> Can you give me some, give me some flavour? Well, we've got, uh, have, we got, have we got a sample? We've got something here. I think maybe we might need to all gather around, though, to watch this. So Joe, Joe sent me something. Joe sent me a demo, Can't Stand in Silence. But then I remembered hmm. there's stuff on YouTube. Is it? Yeah, there's a tune called Revolver. So maybe gather, gather around. Oh, mate, I remember Joe. doing This was someone's A-level, right? And they were like, oh, you're in a band. We'll make you a music video. And we did... Oh, my God. were killing it man that was a pretty pretty put together track you know for for the for how casually you talk about it back then yeah, yeah definitely yeah. 
It's a pretty sweet thing. No, we were doing all right, and we were playing a lot as well. Like we we weren't finding it hard to get gigs or anything. Because you you played down in. Uh, I mean, I'm sort of asking. I know the answers to these questions. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to sound professional, but there was a little venture down to Bournemouth as well, wasn't there? Yeah, with the At tour of Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, you, did a, for, you did a Bournemouth tour. Yeah, sick. Yeah, have you done it? It's yeah, a great nice. circuit, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell of a. Circuit. How many dates? How many dates is it? Uh, four, I think. Three or four. I thought you were going to say one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we got there, with Carlo was driving, he'd just passed his driving test, and me and someone else in the back, maybe Harry, and we, well, I was definitely drinking the whole way down there as soon as we got in the car. And then as soon as we got there, it was like a day festival thing. And as soon as we got there, yeah, they were like, right, you're on. So we just run on with all our gear and I could not stand up. It was like the first, <laughs> I'd been drinking for like however long it would got to get down there. And, and that, that gig was a nightmare. Like the, it was like a punk place. There was punks everywhere. And then we turned up <laughs> drunk off my head. I remember the mic stand falling about all over the place, which hasn't changed to this day. <laughs> it's, always, it's always the way. Some of the best bands just can't get off the ground. Yes. Yeah. Like booze and gear, it's just too too alluring for a seventeen year old. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. So that one was bad, but then I think the next one was pretty good. The one the next night, I remember it was pitch black in there. We couldn't see anything, but it's quite a good venue. <laughs> it was it was it was below a hotel, so we were on at say I don't know seven eight o'clock or something, and everyone who's going out for the night who's staying in the hotel comes down first before going out where where, where was the where where was the hotel uh, Bournemouth this is still Bourm- a part still of the Bournemouth in, tour. this is still a Bournemouth tour man so people the Bournemouth Chronicles <laughs> keep, keep up <laughs> so yeah the second one was good because I remember we played the first song we hadn't really seen who was out there and it was like loud the crowd were loud we're like fucking hell I can't believe it and then the gig after that was terrible again <laughs> we're all like well hung over and that it was a Sunday night thinking no oh, we don't want to be here but I think we were recording in the day as well so there was a time when I was playing drums in the Harriets with Joe. Uh, did loads. Of, I remember it was most weekends. We'd be in our back, we'd yeah. be sort of running around London. And then there was a particular Sunday night in Guildford at the Star. Uh, us and I think four uh, classic sort of five bands with no coherence, no atmosphere. Yeah, no, one no metal one band, put, one emo yeah, band. No one putting it together. And uh, we were playing. Things happened, Joe. Uh, things definitely happened. Yeah, cut. That was the worst day of Carlo's life, not when Beardy Boy 66 came down. <laughs> well, you don't, well, didn't it start off bad because there was no clutch on the... On the hi-hat, yeah. So my hi-hats were just on the, hi- on the hi-hats. That for, any, for any non-drummers, basically, a part of the drum is the, is the hi-hat. And uh, you have to have a little clutch to hold the two cymbals together. Uh, there was no clutch. I didn't bring mine because I don't see that as a breakable. It should just be there. It should be there. Just, they were just on the. They were on the on the hi hat. Yeah. just yeah. flopping around. Splashy, splashy. Yeah. yeah. So that set it off really nicely. Cool one. Yeah, yeah. So it started badly. Like you need them every other beat. Yeah. And I think the audience was what just the other bands, weren't they? Yeah. And it was just one of them gigs where everything goes wrong. That could go wrong, goes wrong. And just in a very short space of was it, what, three songs in. Yeah, so we're playing, and I'm, I've never seen it happen before or since. My guitar lead just exploded. It just popped just out of my guitar. There's wires hanging out of there. Disintegrated. And really? yeah. yeah, and it was just laying on the floor with like bare wires hanging around. We're like, <laughs> oh my god! I was got... behind the drums, still playing. Like that, just looking at Joe, and he's just looking at me. Like, <laughs> we were still playing, just going, I 
<laughs> I think I'm saying on the mic. Like oh, my knees broken. <laughs> I did use some habit of that heckling the audience as the song was happening. But yes, yeah, so fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be doing that because there's a baby's toilet next to you. Oh, Uxbridge. Yeah, she's going for a poo. Because we're gonna right place to go on the stage to get to it, and then come out of Joe going like, oh, it stinks a bit. <laughs> so yeah, that exploded, and then. I think we just got through that song then we had to wait like 10 minutes while one of the other bands come out sorted me out of lead it was mm. like right thanks very much anyway start on the next song and then Carlos going something's wrong here something's wrong something's wrong and I look around there's just smoke like billowing out of the back of his amp and it's with like we see sparks start flying in there he's like oh my god and then we start seeing a flame he's like shall I carry on playing I carry on playing yeah, like, cool, yeah just keep playing we need to get through the song just show him what's going on <laughs> I think all the while as well while this was going on instead of the sound man offering a helping hand to be fair I, I can't remember the name of the other band but they yeah. came over and sorted out cables they that really us. helpful yeah. sound man came over in the middle of this and just said by the way you've got five minutes left <laughs> <laughs> he, that's all he offered <laughs> like, you guys didn't tell me you had any pyrotechnics <laughs> so we had five minutes left and then we thought right we'll just do the last song let's just do the last song so, so Colin was like I can't do the last song I haven't got an amp what am I going to do I was like you're just going to have to do the backing vocals now so we can do it. now Carlo's quite shy at the rest of the time yeah? see I remember he had a coat on he just stood there with his hand in the pockets just waiting for the chorus to go like <laughs> and then as soon as we finished we all just looked at each other like that was bad and Carlo was like I've got to go and ring my mum <laughs> There is another situation as well um, that I guess Finn, again, I know this story, but Finn won't wear. So you had a gig booked at a yeah. park called The Red Line. I think that was Wes, actually. Where, our manager, the indie label manager, so he got us this gig and it was like The Red Lion or The White Horse or something like one of them general pub names in like Streatham or Brixton or something. So we, we went up there and it took us ages to get there. Harry was driving again with his replaced car from the last time. Anyway, so we we turned, went to the White Horse in Streatham and it was this pub was like banging. We did like went in there, but there was like people eating and stuff. We were like, what's going on here? Anyway, we walked in, we said, hello, we're the band for tonight. They were like, oh, brilliant, just set up in that corner. So we started like setting up and stuff and then we were looking around and then we saw the gig poster of that night and it was just a complete another band. It wasn't us. And we were like... <laughs> Oh fuck! Like what we can. So we said, "What's the name for the band?" So like they told us, we were like, "Oh shit, that's not us." We had like half our gear set up. Oh shit! So we had to put it all down. We're the jelly <laughs> We thought, right? Oh shit! We I thought this was too good to be true. We got to get out of here before the next band turns up. Let's put everything down. Anyway, drove around for about another hour looking for this, looking for another white horse in Streatham. We got there. We looked and there was just a sound man just wrapping the cable around. He's like, we never even got out of the car. We just said, fuck this. We're going home. We can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> we never it's did like, the gig. Don't want to be just accused of being late. <laughs> yeah, no. Outside. It just was not. It was just one of them pubs that you just thought, I would not go in there if you paid me. And oh, they weren't paying us either. Is that funny? <laughs> How long did you go for as the Harriets before you went into. You, people left or you changed it to a new thing uh, well we kept going me me Carl and Harry kept going for I don't know so if we say that it was like 17 
maybe till we're about about five years, I'd say. And then Carlo went off travelling, and then after Always that, happens. yeah, there was only me and Harry left, and it was just a bit like, well, I think that's the end of it. And by that time, I was playing with Jack as well, so. Nice, so there was a smooth transition into your next thing. Th- yeah, definitely. It was, um, Jack asked me if, well, Jack was playing drums for us, mm. and then I think Luke was playing drums for us after that as well. But yeah. then Jack asked if I could play bass for him for a gig, and then like, Ten years later, I was still playing, still playing bass for yeah, that same, that <laughs> a nice, like, smooth transition into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean, obviously, we're 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 here in the funk bunker. We got you, Joe, running through the history of the Harrits, but we're also joined by the other two members of the new outfit. We got Ads, and we got Mister Yexley here. Is that how you say your second name? Because I know it from Instagram, and it's very unique. Yexley. Yexley. Yeah. Mister Yexley. But welcome, boys. Welcome Thank to you, you guys also to the conversation. Yeah, nice. Yeah, Joe does seem to talk a lot more than everybody else. <laughs> I'm fine um, with that. He likes to take over. Yeah. We're sort of the quiet, shy pair. Rhythm section. Yeah, we just sit together. And... They're calling me Prince. Yeah, Prince, <laughs> James Brown, Elton John. <laughs> That's for different Madonna. reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers, dirt box. Yeah, all sorts, all sorts. Um, but yeah. Thank you for coming, lads. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank Thank you. Good to see you. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Hey, it's always a pleasure. It's I mean, a spot as well. Like, Jack, I don't know, I'll just say for the it's, for the listeners, mm. well, the place we're in is... Um, Steeped in history. It, I mean, we've got... I don't know if you can see, Finn, there's a poster that says Any Given Thursday, which is a segue... Because mm. maybe that's your first band, First Adam? band, yeah. First Any band. Given Thursday. Any Given Thursday. Any given and Thursday. where was that gig? So that one was at the Robin Hood, which is just down the road um, in St John's. The Robin Hood, but well, it was I down the road. Well. It's, it's now burnt down. Um, <laughs> a lot of pubs burning down. But yeah, listen, we're in a beautiful funk bunker here. It's called the Funk Bunker. It's a beautiful music recording space. It's a creative space. It feels free. It feels fresh. There's gig posters all over the walls. It really feels like a little, a little, a special place. A place of Valhalla. Yeah. A place where you can find your peace, right? Yeah, musical Valhalla. That's that's a good um, good way to describe it. I like, I like that. That was the other option. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like the musical Valhalla was a bit long for like. For the neon sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sign. The sign's expensive, man. Yeah. yeah, ads. I guess tell tell us any given Thursday. Is that is that the name of your first? Yeah. Band? So that. How did you get the name? Um, because we used to record every Thursday. <laughs> or Sorry, any you know? given. Or any given Thursday. <laughs> so any it Thursday, was... you'd probably be recording. Yeah, we used, to rec- well, we, used to pl- well, we used to practice at a church um, hall uh, in that's Brookwood. Your that's very much you. Very much me, yeah. I'm a proper, very religious and good, Catholic <laughs> and good Catholic boy brought up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we used to practice there. Uh, For the listener, Ads well, is holding a Bible. <laughs> and a crack pipe. <laughs> so, um, it, it started off me and my mate Paul. Um, he's an absolute legend. Um, and, yeah, we started off just having a jam together. A couple of other friends came. And then we were like, oh, you know, there's like four of us. Maybe we should go and rent the little hall at the church around the corner. And then before you know it, there were seven guys with guitars, uh, one bass and six guitars. <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous in a church. We were like the biggest bunch of fucking idiots. Polyphonic spree. <laughs> yeah, 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 but it wasn't very good. Um, so so someone, <laughs> someone uh, 
mentioned that he wanted to buy a drum kit, one of the other, one of the many guitarists in the band. Wait, so there wasn't a drummer with seven guitarists? No, 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 no. Oh, was I just, love it. There was just six guitars and a bass. Oh, yes. Um, a, guy, a guy said he wanted a drum kit. My brother sourced the drum kit, um, and I played that night the first time, and it just sort of clicked. Um, so I became the band drummer. Uh, then we got some keys in there as well, rather than all the, so lots of guitars stayed at home. I was going to say, were you were you mm. culling guitarists at this point and like trying to diversify? Well, it was, so it was all the same people, um, but yeah, we just sort of put the guitars down and just picked up different instruments. So nice. we were learning as we were going as well. But that's when I was thirty. I wasn't exactly a kid. <laughs> so I mean, thirty years old. You should be like paying your mortgage and feeding your 11 kids and stuff, getting divorced. <laughs> I mean, trying to pay for that. That's why we're trying and to get solicitors. Number one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah, but that yeah just sort of started there. I've, I've always, so musically, I didn't do, I haven't played an instrument like before. I was sort of in my 30s. I learned guitar when I was in my 20s, um, but I didn't play much until then. Um, but I've always like DJ'd. Yeah. So that was my thing. Back then, growing up, yeah, wasn't it like Gamba yeah. Techno, Trance? So it was Trance, so it started off as a bit of funky house, <laughs> yeah. um, nice. and then it went to sort of hard house trance, drum and bass. Oh, cool. um, and yeah, that was like late 90s, man. So, coming from that DJ background, um, you're obviously there trying to start out in a band, learning the drums, trying to do do what you're going to do. What, what sort of music did you settle on as a band that you were going to go and play? It was all covers. So okay, it nice. was all covers, um, so basically all the tunes that I hate now. Sweet Home <laughs> Alabama, fucking <laughs> anything by Jeff Buckley. I always yeah. thought it was reggae. I always thought it was like a reggae. We did play a lot of reggae. Uh, like That's Paul's natural sort of thing, man. He's really good, really good with his reggae. Yeah. So, yeah. And what yeah. was the first gig? Where was the uh, first gig? Uh, so first gig, um, it was maybe... 12 weeks after we formed this band and the bass player who said guy from work wanted to wanted a band to play at a charity event in Alton. Right. So we've gone to a pub and they put us in this weird alcoved room. So rather than us be set out like a band, it was as if we were in a doctor's waiting room and the singer was sat down behind a pillar on a chair all night and necked Paul this is as well still mad Paul careful, careful Paul um, 12 pints of Cronenberg uh, all the glasses just laid out in front of him and he was absolutely smashed but it was alright well we thought it was alright like the YouTube videos got removed because it wasn't that alright it wasn't great um, that was the first ever gig first gig for pretty much all of us as well well, like first gig you'd ever play, not just as the outfit, like first gig you'd ever played. Ever played, yeah, 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 yeah. ever played. It was, and it was, it was a good experience. It was just like an eye opener, you know. And what ventured from that? Where did, wasn't there quite a legendary gig at the Anchor? Um, there was so there so, so we after that we did another couple of little like gigs for friends. I think they were like acoustic sort of style thing. One was outside a restaurant. Um, then we did the Robin Hood, which was wicked. It was like the, totally packed. We did Chopham Social Club. That was quite good as well. Excellent. Did the Anchor Pub. Nap Hill. Yeah, Nap Hill. Yeah. Classy place. Great, um, great spot. Smashed it. Yeah, real great gig. Crowd were loving it, weren't they? They loved it. The bar, the owner of the, the pub loved it. Everyone loved it. We loved it. It was a great night. We played the following week. Big mistake for a fancy dress party for someone. That weren't so great. 
What have we <laughs> should have just definitely not played it and just been like, yeah, yeah twice in one week. That's like residency. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, did, what was the biggest issue? Like, what was uh, the problem? Well, like, I don't know which fight was the biggest issue. <laughs> Probably like a couple of them, quite bad. Multiple fights um, between band members or with, with? There was a couple between the band members. The there was a couple between some <laughs> band members and people in the crowd. <laughs> there was. There was you know, the, some of the band members were either drunk or otherwise intoxicated, incapacitated. incapacitated. Yeah. So it was fruity. It was an eventful night. There was good fights, good bit of chucking around at the end. Good, so good fights. Always good. <laughs> On the subject matter of uh, of fights, Joe, no, just while it's fresh in my mind, there's a particular gig you did in a pub in Feltham. What we were playing this, the free horseshoes in Feltham. Was now, it for the for the young offenders? <laughs> He was one of the young offenders. Yeah, Feltham <laughs> is just full of young offenders. But Famously. this this pub is pr- pretty bad. I mean, it hasn't changed since the 60s, surely. I mean, the carpet, the chair, everything is bad about this pub. But it's tiny, and we thought they'd give us a gig there, so we did it. The, I mean, it was packed. Like, you, you could not move. You couldn't move from one end of the pub to the next pub. It was, like, shoulder to shoulder. But as a band, that's, like... Oh, yeah, we were... Out, you're like, fucking Yeah, we, were, we thought we were fucking massive now. That's it. We've broken Feltham. Yeah. <laughs> First, yeah, the US. And then the next nothing. on my list, Feltham. America's nothing, man. Nothing. Once you got yeah. that. Nothing. I mean, you must have, at that point, thought Wolverhampton was in your sights. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go that far, but maybe Ashford we started thinking about. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I think we played, and then after that, someone came round, they had a bucket with, like, a kid with cancer's face on the front of it. It was like, right, oh, we're collecting sad. money for this. Yeah. So it was like, oh, OK, so they came up to us, and I think we were getting, like, 300 quid or something for the gig. So we said, do you know what, fuck it, we'll just put our gig money in the bucket. They were like, oh, thanks. So, yeah, we, oh, uh, yeah. What a good, good Catholic boys, aren't we? So th- we went to go and get the money. We're still at the bar. And she said, oh, yeah, right, come back here. So me and Carla were there. We went to going through. And as Car- I went through, and as Carla tried to get through, the the barmaid's boyfriend was like, you ain't coming in here. You ain't coming around the bar. He's like, I'm just trying to sort out this money. But anyway, someone threw a glass and the whole thing just erupted. <laughs> So they like Shit. pulled us back. They pulled, they like threw us into the back room, and we just we like could peek out of this back room, and the, it was like the Wild West. <laughs> it was fucking. The, Carlo's dad was on the bar going, "Who's punched my son?" There was glasses going everywhere. Someone got bottled. The whole thing just kicked off massively, and then they chucked the guy who started on Carlo in the back room with us. So then us three were just standing there like, Jeez. "Right, mate." <laughs> yeah, like, hell. It's a standoff. Yeah, it was mental. And then, <laughs> and there's another. It might have been the same night. There was an incident with the Roly Poly, wasn't there? Mm. That was a different night. We were playing, and a Roly Poly competition started. <laughs> and Carlos' dad again. He's the main. He's the main one. In all these. He like took it too far, and it was like big glass. The whole front of the thing was glass, and he Roly Poly. He tried to do two, and just went straight through it. The whole thing smashed. <laughs> the was like, <laughs> Legend. <laughs> they had to take him upstairs. He had to, he had to come back the next day and fit it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he we went and fitted it, and two weeks later, it closed down. Oh, we did we cl- did close a lot of pubs down. <laughs> yeah, two weeks later, it burned down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that is absolutely excellent. We were in a band. We've still got Lucas here. We've got the drummer. Lucas. Okay, Lucas here. Uh-oh. 
So Luke, I mean, who, what, when, where, how? Because I know you, you know, you've been in a lot of bands as well. You've had a, a deep yeah. history. Where, you know, where did it start for you? Oh man, it's so bubble wrapped compared to you lot. I started, <laughs> I started in like high school. My school did a festival at the end of the year. School was called Charters. And so we had charter stock, like Woodstock. But I mean, charters is that was a nice school, as I remember. It, they liked you to think that. Nice. <laughs> Did you have a candy striped blazer? <laughs> no. That was the sign. We had little good thatched hats though. Knee <laughs> 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 high socks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just stay school. Just stay school. Just stay school. Okay. <laughs> thatched. <laughs> That's a great. One. But you know, it felt like that. It was so out in the boonies, man, in the weeds. It yeah. Such a... <laughs> so charter stock. And were you? Were you always? You, you're like a. You're a drummer, percussionist. Yeah. Now, were you always doing that? Yeah, I, I, I remember. I used to do drum lessons. Like you would do. You get. You, I did it like in the music in the music department, and I'd like have a lesson halfway through a school lesson. So I go off and be like, Miss, I've, I've got to go. Got to go to my drum lesson now, and she'd be like. All right, you know, like halfway through a lesson, stand up and just go, go. go. That's uh, so good. It's like it was pretty fun, to be fair. But I used to turn up without my book, and I remember my drum teacher saying to me after about a year of being together, he goes, "Luke, you've got a head like a fucking sieve, <laughs> and nothing's changed." Yeah. <laughs> what was it you said earlier? You said I'm on the ball. I yeah. Said, I said I'd never been near a ball. Before. <laughs> round, no, thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just kind of like started ended up hanging out with guys that played guitars and stuff, and we. Was it, there a good name for that band? Well, the very first one. Yeah. It was not a good name. What was it? It was. Oh my god. It was called Epilogue. Epilogue. And why? Because it was meant to be like the last word in rock music. <laughs> <laughs> we were thirteen, man. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's so deep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Finished probably. Yeah. Fuck. I mean it. A stake through John Bonham's heart. Do you know what I mean? I almost, you know, I almost gave up playing drums, playing in this band. So we had this bassist called Barney, who was a good mate of mine, but he hated the band because it was like so pretentious. It's just so stupid. Was he big and purple? <laughs> no, but he was a dinosaur. <laughs> could be, could be. <laughs> could be if you like, Joe. <laughs> but like, they they made me fire him, and and I was like, nah. Okay. Why? 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 Well, they, they, they talked me into it because I was I was a nice guy. But why did they want to get rid of him? Because, because they he knew he knew. Because he, he yeah. Because he, he was he, a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was barely turning up. He was barely playing. And they took it really seriously for like fourteen year olds. It was bad. But you, what, what did Barney do in the band? Well, he played bass. So we hired another bass. Hired. We got another mate to play bass. Yeah. And uh, he hated it as well. And this time I listened to him. And we he, we, we just got into Queens of the Stone Age. And I, and he and he said there are some guys from the year above that want to start a Queens shaped band. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, let's do it. Sick. And that was how. What eventually became where I met you, Hong Kong drinking team. Yeah, that's a that's a fucking great name. We went for a few names. It's the best. It looks great on posters as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, I bet it does. In any font. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the first name though. God, the first one was unpronounceable, unspellable. Oh, yes. No, this is great. So, the, uh, was this the band? The band before Hong Kong drinking team was this the band? These are the lads that you were just talking about the, the year above. Is yeah, that who it ended up well, they, being? They ended up being Hong Kong. Yeah, so Josh, the guy who came into my very first band, um, he introduced me to Dave and Skinner and Jack and uh, Charlie and people like that. And and we shout uh, out to all those. Yeah, great humans. Great uh, Charlie especially is a great singer, really good. 
the Hong Kong, we had many names. I can't remember what the first one was, but we did another one of these charter stock things, and we weren't, you weren't allowed to swear, because it was all in front of kids at school, right? Uh, and so we, we thought we'd be proper rebels. We're not like the old band. We're not stuffed shirts like the old band. We thought we'd drop in uh, a car, because we, we were doing... Corporate. Our, they were corporate. Yeah, they? right, right. They were going to Eton. We were going to, like, where would take us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Jobs>. Cambridge. <laughs> yeah. We were all take going... Take us <laughs> So um, we slipped in a cover of 99 Problems oh. before, which felt, felt so edgy in like 2010. <laughs> no, I, I guess it yeah, would have been, like back then. Yeah. And then so we, after that, we, you know, we all left college, went off to the union there. And then when they came back, they were like, no, let's start the band up again. And we went out as a band called Circadian. Circadian. Which, but with this, um, so this is so, so, circadian, sir, circadian. Circadian. And didn't people say to you, oh, hey, oh, yeah, I like your band, Kirkadian. Yeah, man. <laughs> or, or, or picture this, you know, you just played, someone comes over and they goes, oh, that was well good, man, you know, I want to book you for next week or something. What's you, what are you called? And you're like, circadian. And it's like, circadian. What? Sorry, circadian. Sorry, how do you C I C A? No C C I R R D D. No D for Delta. Oh no. So that had to go and then, yeah. then became Hong Kong drinking team. Four words that you can shout and spell well fucking easily. Yeah, yeah. That's like, yeah. And was it the same people in the outfit? Yeah, exactly the same. Yeah, but by this point, you know, all the people that we've been playing with, we got into a space where we like playing with each other. There was like we had two guitars, Dave and Skinner. Skinner would sometimes play synth. We never really took the synth out on any gigs. Charlie singing, Jack on bass, me on the drums. And any any standout gig? Because you did a lot of gigging. You know, it'd often be. Hong Kong drinking team, Harriet's birds were sometimes all on the same bill. You know, we were always, yeah. you know, intermingling, cross contaminating. All yeah. the so different that's how you, you guys were on the, on the scene at the same time. So for the listener, Birdsworth was the band Jack was in, and that's how you guys met on the scene playing gigs together. Then. Yeah, mm. yeah. Any ones that spring to mind with HKDT? HKDT. Oh, I still want to get back back together. Um, any band? Any yeah? Any any, any, any like bad ones? I remember they always. Sounded all right. We were we were quite happy to be honest. We had a trouble we had trouble getting gigs. We did have, definitely did that thing. You know, you were talking about that gig you go to and you're on the bill with a load of screamo bands. Yeah, yeah, in like for sure. in like a punk bar or like a metal bar. We definitely did a couple of them down at the face bar <laughs> or your local church. Mm. Just, yeah, 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 depends. yeah. Depends. They're all the same. Yeah, it depends on whether you go on an angry Thursday or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't have any like bad angry Thursday. Yeah. We, we just like didn't have anyone to turn up. I, I do remember, like, as a kid, we went out with, as Epilogue and we did this thing called Live and Unsigned, which was... It was... It was oh, I think I we did that. Is that. It's like a battle of the bands, but yeah, you have to yeah. sell a certain amount of tickets bought, and stuff like that. Oh, it's you the you yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember we, we went to the first thing and it was yeah. like, no, we ain't doing this. Yeah, you had to... Well, that's the thing. We got sucker dings. We were idiots. Hmm. And I was just like, yeah, and no, I'll do whatever the guitarists say, because I was like, I was, waiting, I was happy to be there. Like, honestly... We had, you had to pay, you had to buy tickets it's a tickets. It's a con, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. you, you give them two hundred quid, and then you have to like you're responsible for selling them on. Yeah, and it was bad, man. Was that run through like ACM or something like that? Live no, no, it was it was like a charity thing. It had like a proper. Now I think about it, the website was well like. Scientologist. <laughs> but that's it with these live and unsigned. The websites would have pictures of massive yeah. arena crowds. Oh, yeah. yeah. But like, you know, your band would get the first heat and then the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I remember we went down to the, the Purple Turtle in Camden. 
Great, um, yeah, and we turned out we were like, oh shit, right, so this is where the first round's gonna be. And they was like, right, they were talk there was loads of bands there, they were talking to us, and it was like, okay, yeah, so they were talking us through how great it's gonna be and that. And then they said, so right, you could buy £200 worth of tickets of us, and we all just looked at each other, we just went, nah, <laughs> you pay us to play, that's what happens, or we get free beer or something happens here. <laughs> we're not paying you to play. Yeah. So much of that bullshit went on yeah. where like, it, yeah. bands would be like deliberately misled in order yeah. for someone to fear, fill a bill yeah. to oh, put yeah. on their own night. And Welcome basically to the music industry, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Especially at that level, and it was yeah. like everyone, like you said, was Kids. young people, teenagers, yeah, going around like getting 16, by this. 17, yeah, maybe yeah. not even that, like 15 maybe. And the thing is, like, they only wanted two and a half minutes of music. They wanted you to do like maybe, maybe Half two a song. They said you can do yeah. two songs, but it's got to be within like four minutes, including a change. Fucking hell! And like, so your mates, family, whoever you could flog a ticket to, whatever mug you could get to come down. We did Portsmouth Guildhall down in, and that was a drive for us at the but time. But I mean, that's right? a big gaff though, as well. That's... Yeah, but there was no one in it. Like, <laughs> just four hundred people when there's no one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you, get, you get all your Phil's mates to join in here tonight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> tonight, 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 tonight. <laughs> the reverb of this place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello, Portsmouth. <laughs> there you get oh. all your aunties to come down, like two yeah. hours down to Portsmouth to to watch their little darlings play a gig, and and they you play for like three minutes, uh, and then it'd be the next poor bastards on mm. on after you. They'd be like a hundred bands, and it was. Awful. Yeah. I mean, and like at the end, it was like, and the winner is by. And it's all written. Yeah, it's. And I the mean, winner is who cares? We yeah. just made 35 grand. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> from this, yeah. From the winner is us. Yeah. <laughs> we were standing outside waiting at a venue for Luke to turn yes. up with the drum kit. He had a Fiat Punto, I think. No, it was the Hyundai i10. No, well, I'm sure it's a little, little black shoebox. You okay, okay, okay maybe it was. He's pulled up yeah. straight into a high curb and burst the tire. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a. <laughs> <laughs> Watch your boys. Time to get started. And then all you heard was, oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit on it. Uh, and then, <laughs> so he put a spare on. He put a space <laughs> saver on. Yeah. We played. We played the gig. <laughs> gig was great. All went home. He's driven. Everyone's gone. We're in London. He's driven ten minutes. No, was it ten minutes? No, I'm like three, 30 seconds. Thirty seconds down the road. Like three hundred yards, man. <laughs> Space saver's gone flat. <laughs> He's stranded with no, no spare, no air. Uh, and had to, we went for a tow truck. Stockwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were close to the edge. You were oh, like, It was just like like four falls of flats either side, cars parked on both sides, single channel down the way, and I was in it. Oh, fuck. In a car full yeah. of drums. And was, and was it like, like till four? No one came till like four. Well, we, yeah, we called like Green Flag or whatever, and it's like. <laughs> That's nuts in central London as well. Yeah. Uh, you were already down the road oh, for me. Such give bad luck. We were in a band. Any studio experiences, really like tragic studio, oh, you know, yeah, last yeah. chances esque yeah. studio experiences. And was it was it like recording in it in a funk bunker scenario like this? We used to record in the cabin, or was it like were you guys paying no, for studio sessions? Yeah, the first time we well we used to record in Airplay Studios, it was called, uh, just down the road from us. And I remember we went there. And Jack's been there before. I remember Uncle Ian. Uncle Ian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he wasn't. <laughs> so yeah, we were rehearsing down there. And then it was like, oh, God knows how much it was to pay for your demos. So he said, yeah, right, let's get it done, because no one had any recording equipment or anything. So it's like, great, right, we'll book the studio. I remember we walked in and said hello to him, and he was like, hey, 
you guys ready to rock? <laughs> and, we were and how like, old were you? How old were you? Probably 16. <laughs> and we were like, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, then, boys, slip your jeans off. <laughs> Let's rock. Let's rock out. Yeah. And did it, you know, did it rock? Did the demos come out okay? I think we rocked it. Well, that was that one I sent to you. Okay, yeah. I think yeah. we rocked. Quote that. I think we rocked, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, well, yeah. Joey G, <laughs> when asked to comment on this podcast, <laughs> I think we rocked. <laughs> rock on. And that so that was all like fine, quite positive. It was experience. all pretty good, yeah. I remember uh, like the first song we did. It, it was we, that's when we first figured out it was six minutes long <laughs> because we'd just been jamming it, like drinking. We recorded for him, and then we kept making mistakes in it. And we were going, like, it doesn't matter if there's like a few mistakes in it; it's, it's fine. Like, and he was like, well, yeah, you're bound to make a mistake on a song that's six minutes long. And we were like. What? This is six minutes long. Jesus Christ! And then we could have cut it down, but we what? didn't. We never cut anything down. Each of our songs was like a double album. <laughs> and down in Bournemouth as well, were those sessions? They were really right. good, actually. Again, I, I think I um, had to kick someone off the drums. I think I played the. I think I played most of them. Yeah, that's his inner prince coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were good actually, even though we were hungover. But I remember, yeah, driving on the way. But we definitely stepped up then. We'd got a bit used to being in the studio a bit more. Yeah. So you had like your practices. You know, you yeah. knew what you were doing when you walked in there. You knew what you wanted to get versus just going in there to fuck around with an engineer. Exactly. Yeah. I think we had taken it a bit more seriously by then. Once we once we were actually getting gigs and playing, it stopped becoming so much about just getting pissed. It was like, oh, actually, like, I think we're doing all right. Here. Let's let's try and go for it. So, yeah, I remember this, um, like, some guy started an indie record label. Seth, was his name Seth? Seth, Wes. Wes. Wes, yeah. We didn't see many of them around as well. <laughs> yeah, but he was good to us, man. So, like, he paid for, like, he sorted out that tour in Bournemouth and he paid for the... Uh... <laughs> Sorry. It was a tour. No, it's good. I'm sticking to it, all right? It's good. No, it's good. I mean, who the fuck am I to be laughing at you about that? It's just, all of this stuff is so beautiful and reminiscent of, of a time that was just We did have mental. to stay in his flat, in his, like, one bedroom. Oh, no. <laughs> did he live, he lived down in Bournemouth? He lived there, yeah. But And I remember he had, like, a sort of loft <laughs> apartment, but it was, like, it was, like, two rooms. It was his bedroom and the... Thug. Living room, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's, but it's like you know the house is like that, so it's, it's like sloped walls, and it was the four of us just like crept in this tiny room in our sleeping bags. But it's fucking brilliant, man. What about for you guys as well? Did you have studio experiences where that, that were notable? Or Adam, were you always so, recording in here? Only one. Um, I refurbed a studio in Woking for a friend of mine, Tom Vernon. Big Shout up Tom, Tom Vernon. Vernon. Yeah, Tom, so he took mm. over a studio. No. It, it wasn't really a studio, although it sort of was, but it was like a, a rehearsal room um, that we used to use. Again, yeah. near, in Woking, behind what used to be the Golder Farms. That's been oh, locked down yeah. as well. The Goldie. Yeah, good old Goldie. She's had a many few days good, in there. Many good nights in the Goldie, yeah, it was brilliant. I refurbed uh, this rehearsal room. So behind it, was the owned, it was owned by someone else, and Tom Burnham bought it, Yeah. Um, took it over, I refurbed it, and it's a bit of a bigger version of this. Yeah. yeah? Um, did it all really nice for him and part payment, so I got cash and also, which I did declare the tax on. Um, <laughs> uh, I also got, I also got a couple of days over. of recordings, so a Saturday and a Sunday. 
Um, Sick. So not really knowing much because it was this was for Co with Coco La Funk and we were only a three piece. Um, we went in, we recorded drums on the first day. I wasn't that great, so mate, you would have just copied and pasted loads of it. But um, <laughs> the second day come, Ben and Rob got guitars and bass down, and like those three bits were all put together. I never heard it. And I saw it. <laughs> the Garver guy who, who was recording with Tom never saw him again. He may have died. Rest in peace. Um, and I still speak to Tom, and I never, I never ever heard, never. The, never heard him. And never then that, that next week, the studio burned down. <laughs> no, yeah, along no. with the Goldie. So it actually went on for a while, and then he's just recently sold it. Did our, our first ever EP? Oh man, we we booked a, a studio in. Burfield. We were there for like two days. It was a nice place to be first. I'm like this lake. Looks lovely. Nice. But um yeah, no, it was tragic. Like I remember Liz having an argument with the singer afterwards and he was like, you know, a friend of mine plays jazz and he says that we're, we're it's really out of time, the record. And I was like, no no, he, he's he's written five plays jazz. I was like, no no, he's he's right. He's right. No, he he yeah, he's he's right. <laughs> Oh, he says it is. That's what it took. Like no one else in the band could recognise. You know what I mean? Out of time for jazz. Yeah. 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 So we talked about the early gigs, we talked about all your early things, but obviously you guys are together. Um, currently it's just a three-piece, right? Mm. Currently as three-piece, yeah. So tell us about the new, the new outfit, because it is pretty brand new at this point. Extremely brand new, yeah. Well, I was locked down. We were writing, and well, I was writing, recording loads of demos. So then, as soon as we could all get back and meet up together, we come down here. And we've just we've just been building stuff up, layering it on, and then someone got in contact, said, "Do you want a gig?" And we said, "Yeah, when is it?" And he said, "Like eight weeks time." And we sort of looked at each other and said, "Yeah, fuck it, why not?" Like the good old days, get the spirit. That's the same spirit that's been going since the start. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Comes roaring back as well. Like obviously, we've had we've had a, a shit time of COVID throughout the last couple of years. So like gigs coming back. What an amazing thing to give yourself a deadline and say like we've got to have a set by. Well, then. exactly. Yeah, we were gagging it. to be playing anyway, so yeah. we were going to say yes to any gig that came in and just see what happened. Yeah, shout out to Luke for that. So this was yeah, this was end of October, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 So it's just um, coming around here, Adams moved from drums to bass now nice uh, and what, what's the name of the band obviously you, I love the name but tell, tell the Joe listener. Colino's Miracle Medicine Show Joe Colino's Miracle Medicine Show yeah what a beautiful beautiful <laughs> mouthful you want to know you want to know the story yeah I do what, what's behind that well Colino's my middle name right so back in the Victorian days. <laughs> I don't fucking know that. <laughs> it comes from. So in the Victorian days, they were a circus and they were called the Flying Kalinos. And we have got footage of them actually, all these trapeze artists and stuff so going around. Your family are circus people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they were, as far as I know, a bit of a freak show. <laughs> Hard hitting journalism here. Yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, that's his mum. <laughs> Joe, Joe's face uh, for the viewers is deformed <laughs> in such a way. <laughs> so that's how the name came about. Mm. And like you guys have, look, you're at the point where you've got a load of songs written, you've been rehearsing some songs, you're working them all out, but you've also, you've played is it one live show as this outfit now. Yeah, we've done, we did it a, few, a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, it went pretty good, man. Like we've, I mean, we were happy with how it went. It was a, ten, were people attending. Yeah. Yeah, mm. people came. Yeah, right. it was sick. Yeah, it was packed out, so. Perfect. Yeah, it was pretty good as first gigs go. 
Yeah. Yeah. Especially after just like eight, nine weeks of practicing for it. It's yeah, man, you really stepped up. Yeah, after new... Adam learning a whole I new instrument. I've never played a bass. Like, I've never played a bass before. And then, and then you just went, you, you went up and just did well, it. Well, we needed a bass player. Because uh, these two uh, sounded shit on their own. <laughs> so I was like, they need someone to fucking make them look good. So yeah. I thought, I'll learn an instrument because it's got to sound better than that. Amazing. And so you've done that in eight weeks? Yeah. He saw it, man. Yeah. Nah, it was a good gig. It's, it's all right. Well, we're, we're going to hear it, Finn, now, aren't we? We've got an exclusive performance for for the listeners, for us, live from the Funk Bunker. What's what's the song? I mean, I've requested the song, but tell everyone what's the song. <laughs> I'm excited. My Lucky Charms. Yeah, it's an earworm. Yeah. I hope they're all earworms, man. That's the idea. Mm. What's, yeah, what, what's the idea behind it? Are you bringing like sort of give people are, worms. are you injecting something fresh? Let's <laughs> 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 give people worms with this. Like, are, are you looking to inject something fresh that you haven't had before, or what's what's the vibe? Well, I'd say like, my songwriting's never really changed. I've never thought about it, never planned anything. You just come up with something simple, and then. Like, I'm not at the Funk Bunker most of the time. I've got, like, my little music shed. So, especially in lockdown as well, you couldn't see anyone. You're limited to how you can make things sound. And that's why they end up sounding like they do. So I don't know what they... Whatever they... And then they sound completely different when we play them together as well. Yeah. But yeah. your voice is very, very, like, individual to you. It's the only one I've got. I mean, <laughs> you can try, mate. <laughs> you're it's the Joe Colino's Miracle Medicine show. Yeah. It's going to give you worms, and you're going to love it. <laughs> yeah. Take yeah. two of these. Yeah. And watch the yeah. band. Call me in the morning. Take yeah. two of these. I'll see you in the morning. Ignore the sore bum hole. <laughs> 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 I love you boys. I appreciate yeah. you for having me down. Yeah, Thank love you, it. chaps. Joe Colino's Miracle Medicine Show. Woo! Out. Hell of a band. <laughs> Get up, boys. Thank you to the live studio audience. Yeah. Great crowd in here. <laughs> we were in a band. So that was the incredible Funk Bunker special, the first live, in person, real life, flesh to flesh, bone to bone, cheek to cheek. Sh- Cheek to cheek, shoulder to shoulder. Bumper to bumper. Bumper to bumper. We were there in the room, everybody. That was it. That was that was the episode. Trimmed down from two hours to a very nice one hour episode. Yeah, no, that was class. It was it, it trimmed down actually much nicer than I remember. And obviously I was having a few beers um and things throughout the record of that episode so when i left i thought it was great and the next morning i woke up and i was like it was all bullshit like surely <laughs> none of the, none of that's going to make the episode because it just sucked um but, but it was all there yeah it was all there man and it was great yeah. i think that was my favorite episode so far actually just having the connection with people in the room um mm-hmm. and i hope you listeners enjoyed it as well uh, we're hoping that all the episodes going forward will be in a live environment um, yeah, all at the Funk Bunker with Joe Colino's Miracle Medicine show. Yeah, they are now the permanent guest and we'll just <laughs> sort of get weekly updates from them. Um, yeah, and see how we go. Well, on that note, I think it's a good way to round it off there. So thanks again for listening. Take good care. And here we have the Joe Colino's Miracle Medicine show with My Lucky Charms live from the Funk Bunker. Enjoy it. <laughs> Hold me in your arms, I'm 
Cause my color 